listeners welcome welcome we have a new week a new audiobook it's brand new it's from Trelina and I messaged her just to make sure I'm saying her last name right I said Trelina tell me how to say your last name and she said it's like Gucci with the P and I was like I got it I was like bitch that's all I need to hear <laughs> I love that Trelina is that Pucci. like her real name or did she come up with that I don't know you know I should ask it's probably a real fucking name because it's actually a really cool name. I know. It sounds like a cool name. Like, if I had that name, there'd be no need for a pen name. The <laughs> fuck yeah. That was actually, like I've got several lady listener emails that we're going to do later on. And so I think somebody even asked us, like, about pen names and stuff. So it's funny you said that. Trelina brought us a book this week. It's called Ooh La La, which is just, I love the title That's of that. That's a good title, too. <laughs> I know. I was like, this bitch is banging already. But it's actually two books together. It's two um, excerpts she wrote in addition to a series. She said it's basically like a way to introduce it, to give you, you know, a sort of a piece of these people together. And mm-hmm. she's like, it kind of introduces you to it. But it's also like you can just listen to them as a standalone. It's kind of like this like little interaction that happens or whatever. It's hot. It's steamy. Like, and if you like this, you'll like whatever she writes. So there you go. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, so before that, though, let's catch up. It is, it's Halloween this coming weekend. And I sent you a, what? Is it Halloween this weekend? Well, not. Halloween just over? Well, it, Halloween's over on air. Like if you're okay. listening, Halloween was last weekend. But for a real time, it's this coming weekend. Okay. And so I sent you this thing that I made. It was this like big arch. It was and impressive. I, it, it, was, it was a TikTok thing. Somebody posted, this woman that ha- decorates, posted on Halloween. She said she found these pumpkins at Michael's and they're carvable, and, but they're not real. They're like just fake pumpkins, but you can actually carve them. Oh like, my God. I thought you were teasing me when you were like, I carved them. Like you really carved real pumpkins and put them up, but you carved the start. Wow. I, yeah. Well, those, you did those? Dude, listen, they're not, they're not, uh, car, like styrofoam. They're like fucking hard plastic. Like you can knock on them. I had to do it with what they call a hot knife. Which is basically an exacto knife that's hooked up to a rod that is electric. That's like a fucking electric rod. (laughs) So you hold it. You did a crazy good job then. If you carved those out like that, listen, I have a few talents, and one of them is arts and crafts. Like when I put my mind to it, I'm like, let's do this shit. All I need is for you to show me an example, and that's one of those things that, like, I'm pretty good at carving pumpkins, like just in general. But this one was like, oh, I can totally do this. Now, I will say the woman, she, what she did was she had an arch outside, um, just like a simple metal arch. I ordered one off Amazon. It was like 10 bucks. Um, you just piece it together. It's poles. And so I bought these pumpkins. They were a little bit pricey. Some were like 10, 15 bucks each. But once you carve them, you have them forever. It's not like a pumpkin that you carve and then it's done, you know? Yeah. So... And I found some templates online. Hers were very, like, cutesy and happy pumpkins, and I made scary ones. <laughs> but it was actually really simple once I figured out the pattern and stuff. Like, I just drew it on, and then I cut it out with a knife. And in that, I had to be, like, really careful because that scared the shit out of me. I was, the thing was a hot so knife fu- sounds yes! scary. That's sounds fucking scary, right? I was like, one wrong swipe, and I have no fingers. Like, it's just, whoosh, there you go. they're gone. They're gone. One swipe. So I was actually, you know, super proud of myself, but I was thinking that like when I got done, I was like, gosh, this looks so great. This is one of those things that's fucked up because it fuels that thought that like, I can just pick up anything and do it. Like if you just show me how to do something, I can do anything. This is a false sense of security because like when I've tried to paint it is fucking terrible. And I get really? you can't so paint? angry. That surprises me. I get so angry. So and like I did one of those like wine and paint nights no, what, or whatever. What did they say? What does that one guy say? He goes, 
there's no accidents when paying only happy Mm-mm. only happy accidents or something yeah, like that's that. That's Bob happy- Ross. Fuck Bob Ross, okay? <laughs> With all due respect to fuck Bob Ross. No, so like I went to one of those like paint parties or whatever. Like you go into the mm-hmm. place and you sit down, you pay your money, and they teach you how to do a painting step by step. This was and I even t- I think I talked about it on the podcast when I did it. This has been a couple years back. And um, this is pre-pandemic. <laughs> but anyway, so I went in and they had the tutorial and it was a Harry Potter castle. And as I'm doing it, I'm getting angrier and angrier because it looks terrible. And when it's over, I come home and I just throw it in the trash. <laughs> I was so mad because I was like, how can I not paint? How can I not? I, I am shocked that you can't paint. Right? Like, really shocked. I'm for I have no artistic ability at all. Like, I'm not... A, it's one of those things that I'm shocked I'm not good at it. <laughs> like, I am too. Like, it sounds like exactly something I'd be Because I'm very good when I'm painting like a room or, you know, my house or anything. Super detailed. Any sort of painting Makeup, like that. Yeah. Putting yeah. things together. For like, some reason, this whole like detailed painting thing, like it was, it was mind-numbingly painful as I was doing it. Because I could see all the mistakes I was making. So as I'm doing this craft this weekend, I was like, maybe I should try painting again. <laughs> Which is just Did you try? No. No. <laughs> like it's it's such a mistake to try it. Um we actually made my youngest daughter, we made her costume this year cuz you know, we always do a family costume, all four of us always do a theme. And so before my youngest was born, the three of us, my oldest daughter and my husband and I, we did Adventure Time, which is a cartoon. Mm-hmm. We all dressed, the three of us dressed up as that. And so Hallie, my youngest, saw the pictures of when we dressed up as Adventure Time. She got really jealous and because it's like one of her favorite cartoons. And she was like, we never did it. And she was like, we have to redo it because I wasn't there when y'all did it. Yeah. So now we have to redo it. So, of course, we're all going as to what she said. So we're all doing as she commands, and um, we're all going as adventure time this year. So I actually like. I had to look it up real quick just to make sure I had the right ones in mind. Who is going to be what? Out of curiosity. Uh, so um, so Lydia, my oldest, and my husband, they're going as Jake and Finn, and that's okay. what they went as. It's almost it's like eight years ago now. So what they is Haley want to be? Oh, she's going to be Bemo. BMO, which is it's like a mint green box or a teal I know what, box. Yeah, I see that. Yeah, the one. robot. She's going as Bemo. So like, we got the box, we painted it, like did all the stuff on it. Like she was loving it. We had such a big time with that this weekend. I'm going as Lady Rainicorn because she's married to Jake. So I just bought a cardigan that's rainbow colored. <laughs> it's like this is this will do. So. Yeah, so that was actually really fun this weekend, like, making her costume. And I kept thinking, when I was younger, uh, we always, like, had to make our costumes and stuff or just come up with whatever was in our closet. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. we never got to buy costumes. And I remember thinking, like, oh, you know, when I had kids that were little, I'm going to buy them, like, the best costume and blah, blah, blah. And my kids have really enjoyed making Making. their own. Mm -hmm. I mean, which surprised me. I don't know. Like, have your kids ever had a desire to, like, make their own stuff for Halloween? I don't think they've ever asked Mm -hmm. to make anything. They just tell me and I buy it online. But I'm not crafty. I'm, like, I'm the worst crafty. My mom can do shit like that. I cannot. I'm not crafty. Your mom's amazing. You could be like, Mom, I need you to craft me the arc out of toothpicks, please. And she'd be like, I got you. Do you want bows she on was. it? Because I can do some kick-ass bows. She's really good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm surprised you didn't get that. I don't know. I just, I try and I get frustrated and I was like, I could just, I would rather work and then buy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I, I felt like that was, I think that was where I was at tonight. You know, the kids are out today and we had bunch of running around to do like we were gone all day and we got home and I was like okay I need to answer all these emails like I need to get stuff together for tonight we're gonna podcast Mm -hmm. blah blah like I'm going through and I'm getting stuff I'm like fuck it's five o'clock we have to be at Girl Scouts at six and I go in the kitchen and I'm like all right I'm gonna throw some food together and we're gonna go and I walk in my daughter's like we're out of dog food of course and I was like fuck it like fuck it I'm going to the pet store I was there twice yesterday and nobody said anything to me Cause I don't feed the dog. That's not my job. It's not my dog. 
So <laughs> I do the auto. Like it just comes every so often from Chewy, which is actually cheaper than Amazon. And it acts Chewy shoot ships crazy fast. They really fucking do. I love Chewy. I haven't ever ordered her food off of there, although I'm sure I could. Yeah, you just I'd, set up her subscription. Up. My litter comes that way. All my food comes that way. I never run out. I like that. I should definitely check into it because it pissed me off because I was like, I had to take her. She goes to the pet store here for um like grooming and stuff. So mm-hmm. I took I took her there yesterday, picked her up yesterday. I even bought crickets for the frogs. Like nobody said shit to me. And then 5.15, she's out of dog food. I'm like, well, we're not going to Girl Scouts. See what happens. <laughs> so I just like, <laughs> it was one of those things where like, I'm giving up. <laughs> I'm, I'm maxed <laughs> out. Tonight, I'm doing all I can do. So I don't know. I mean, I felt guilty because I was like, they love Girl Scouts. They hate missing it. It's only twice a month. Like, but it was just like, I, I can't do it. Not tonight. I'm at full capacity. Damn. What is that mom guilt about? Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know. So, anyways, um, today we went to Trader Joe's while we were on our adventure. And I wanted to mention to you they had these things. And Trader Joe's is the worst about making something and then immediately discontinuing it. <gasps> that oh. does not work for me. Oh, I'm an obsessive eater. Oh, it is the worst. So, if you love something, you have yeah. to go get all of it. Right then. Because I eat everything. I eat the same thing for like three or four months and then I don't want to look at it for like two years. Mm-hmm. It's yep. a weird personality trait Are I you have. over the dominant, the, the cheese it pizza? Well, pizza I have no choice. It's pizza. over. Well, I was <laughs> over it when they had it out. Uh-huh. But actually over the past few months, I've actually gotten the craving for it again. But it's been a few oh, years since they had it. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been a lot. I still think about how much you ate that fucking thing. <laughs> I ate it all the time. I just can't help it. I get obsessive about things right now. I'm on steak soup and the ranch powder dip stuff. I love that ranch dip. I put that shit on everything. I'm like, sprinkle, sprinkle. Yeah, but but um, people don't realize, because I eat the packets of it. You can buy the huge containers of them. They don't taste the same. Yeah, they do. Nope. We even looked it it up. No, we looked it up. We tasted it. We made it. The one has more onion powder in it. They don't even look the same when you mix it. In the sour cream. You know what? It's been so long since I've bought the packet. You, you're probably totally right. And actually, for some reason, the packet has calorie count on it. Hmm. Does that It has like not? five calories in it, and the other one doesn't. Hmm. Rob says that there's more, which I found was weird, because he said, I don't like the one in the big jar. Mm-hmm. He says it has more onion in it, which I love onion. Yeah, I know. Which I thought was weird. It was too powerful to eat with a dip. See, I don't use it to make dip. I use that one to cook with. Now, when I do a dip, I'll use the packet. Why do you think that is? I don't know. I think maybe because it tastes different. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like it's thicker, maybe. It's thicker when it's in the packet or like it's an exact measurement. I don't know. I don't know. But I don't even do the exact measurement because I just sometimes do a shot of sour cream and just top it in there and mix it on my plate. (laughs) So... So we went to Trader Joe's specifically to get this one thing and they were, they look like pumpkins. And when my daughter asked if we could get them, I was like, you don't like pumpkins. And she was like, but it says chocolate. And I was like, okay, that sounds weird. But all right. But they were orange and it was like, they were about this big and it had like, um, it looked like a cake kind of like one of those dipped cakes, mm-hmm. like just a little like Debbie cake, like a little one of those. Makes and me it was think of like a lava cake size. Kind of, yeah, but they were a little bit smaller. There was six of them in a tray, just yeah, like in like the bakery aisle. Size. <laughs> yeah, um, in the bakery. So we got them and we brought them home. And I was like, it doesn't say pumpkin on here. They just, they're pumpkin shaped. That's weird. And she had one and she bit into it and she was like, oh my God. And I was like, what? what? And she was like, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> we all had one. And every time, like, my husband hates pumpkin. I was like, just try one. And he was like, all right, fine, whatever. And he bit, he was like, holy fuck. I was like, I know. He was like, you got to go back and get more. So it just sh- was shaped like one on the inside. It was a thin layer of chocolate cake. And on the top of it was like a chocolate, like whipped mousse. And on the top of that was like a chocolate icing. So like when you bit through it, it was like different textures as you Ooh. did it. But it would like just melted it was fantastic and we went back today to get more and they didn't have any they were like no Damn. they're discontinued for this that season. reminds me of um 
So Nobody nice. ever believes me, but every year Russell Silver says they're candy in the candy mm-hmm. aisle. You'll see them. Yeah. I am not a candy corn fan. I don't pick up candy. I don't think it's like the most disgusting thing in the world, but I also don't pick it up. Yeah. They have one that is a marshmallow, white chocolate, and candy corn. There's not mm-hmm. chunks of candy corn. Like it's marshmallow. When you bite into it, it's white chocolate on the outside, mm-hmm. but you can see this like thin layer of candy corn in the white chocolate or something. It is one of the best Russell Silver's candies I've ever ate. Really? I've yeah, never had it that. It gives this small taste of this sweet candy corn. I don't even like candy corn, uh-huh. but I'm like, this is amazing. Like, I buy, like, a oh, ton of that them. That makes my teeth hurt. Is that really sweet? It's not actually. No, because it's white chocolate, so it's like oh, a smooth sweet. so sweet. Oh. Mm. It's like a, but at the same time, I'm a person that can eat vanilla icing, uh-huh. like a spoonful of it. Yeah. That's yeah, me. True, I love true. white Vanilla icing. So if you're into white vanilla ice cream, you've got to try it. Even though people are like, no, candy corn. I'm like, I promise. Like, just trust good. me. Just trust me. You're like, good. I would not do you wrong. Even Peyton um, likes it and he hates candy corn. He's like, these are so good. I like candy corn. I don't like, I, I don't buy a bag of it. But like if somebody has them, I'm like, yeah, I'll eat I some. I think it's because candy corn gives me that feeling at the back of my throat. You know what I'm talking about? Where it's like powdery kind of? I don't know. Like a, yeah, like a weird feeling at the back mm-hmm. of my throat. I don't know. It's that waxy kind of thing, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Um, you know, I remember last year we talked about like what were the best candy on Halloween and stuff. Like what was the most popular and blah, blah, blah. Like what's the one you go after? When they do the Hershey bars and it's not the miniatures, but it's the one where they're like kind of rectangle and there's like four little blocks or mm-hmm. whatever. Those are my favorite. Like the little plain Hershey things like that. I don't know why. I never get them any other time of year. But if I see that shit in my kid's candy bag, motherfuckers coming home with me. I go for those Reese's pumpkin shape. They taste completely different. <laughs> they are not the you cannot get my husband will like try to get me Reese's cups. I'm like, when have I ever ate a Reese's cup? He's like, you, you know, I'm like, no, I eat the pumpkins. I don't <laughs> Do eat the Reese's Christmas cups. trees. Do you like yeah, the Christmas, the Christmas trees yeah. are good. I'm hungry right now. Can you tell? Anybody that's listening? <laughs> I have, I just want to update on reading on new species. I'm Where are you finished, at? I'm finished justice. I don't know if I'm going to keep going or not. I don't know. Really? Braun is the next one and it's secret baby. I know. Braun is so good. It's so good. But I got to this one and I forgot how much sex is in this book. Mm-hmm. Like, Justice it's, I'm telling you, it's like every other page. I was like, can I love, we get some plot? <laughs> I love the first part. I love their first sex scene because he, like, she has He's to leave so afterwards angry. and he destroys the room. He's, like, so mad. <laughs> he wrecks the bed, rips the mattress apart, smashes the head. And he doesn't even realize. That's kind of some of my favorite. They don't realize how gone they are for the uh, hero one, but they have, like, like what did I just fucking do? <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. No, we're fine. I'm not in love. This is normal. We're not mating. <laughs> yeah, you guys had sex and then you destroyed the room because she had to go somewhere. Okay. I got so mad when that scene when they're at the dance. I know. He's rubbing up on that new species, girl. Kit. She was rubbing on him. I know, but still, he let it happen. I know. That still makes me so angry. It's been like 10 years and I'm still mad about it. But like, as she I gave it to it, him right back, though. She really did. It's such a great book, but I noticed that people were in our Facebook group, Read Me Romance Headquarters, I noticed that people were talking about the series after we mentioned it, and they were always like, I'm reading this book, and I'm reading this one now, and I just thought like, oh my God, to go back and reread these again. And then I, I need to do it. I need to start the audios and play them through. I just, I they always put me in such a great mood. They're so good. They're so easy. You can just put them on at any point, you know, and start them, but like, I, mean, I think you got to go all the way to Shadow. And then you, because you got Braun with his mm-hmm. secret baby. You have Tiger, who is the same way, who thinks he's <sighs> not crazy. in love and he's yes. like losing his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. And then you have Shadow, who is with uh, She's, a. New he's species. with the doctor. Oh, no, he does the gift female. He does What's a gift. the one where the guy, like, he had amnesia? <gasps> Obsidian, yes. Uh, I love, <laughs> I am, if I'm in a terrible mood, I will actually yeah. go to the last two chapters of Obsidian. Oh. 
I like that one. Because he, like, loses it. Uh-huh. That one's sweet. I love, Braun is the one where he's in the cage, right? Yes. Like, he fights yes. it, which is what I, mm-hmm. like, very start of the book, like, I wasn't absolutely in love because he tries to pull away. Mm-hmm. But then, like, once everything happens, it rolls. He has to, it's like chapters and chapters and chapters <laughs> of grovel. Like, he's oh, been so miserable. Mm-hmm. And he, oh, it's so good. Who's the one where they, like, lost a mate? And they were That's so obsidian. sad. Is that Obsidian's book? Okay, okay. Well, he thinks he he thinks it was it was his mate. Technically, they were shoved in a cell together. But well, he yeah, but they were new species. He, so he's like, "This is my mate. I have to be this way." But uh-huh. his mate was never like nice to him. It was mm-hmm. forced proximity, and he yeah. felt. But when he got with her, it was like completely different. But he's like, I remember. I'll remember. I'll always remember this about Obsidian. I'll never forget this. She, when he starts messing around with her because she gets him to wake up or whatever, she's been in a coma. Uh-huh. And he gets mad at her because her um, her perfume or her body spray stuff uh-huh. smells like French toast. And he's like, are you trying to lure men with your smell? And then he like, and then like when they're separated for a little bit, he like eats French toast consistently to think of her. He would, like, get so mad. He's like, you try to lure men? Yep. That's a real hero for you right there. (laughs) That's so stupid. God, it's so ridiculous. I love it. I love it. It's the best. Um, Even just talking about them makes me, like, smile like a dork. It does. And, you know, I went back on the Amazon page and looked. There's... 14 books and but the last book is two stories so mm-hmm. you get 14 and 15 together so there are technically but these audios aren't really short most of them are like 10 plus hours mm-hmm. um later they get to be about eight or nine like around the 10 12 mark on the books but still that's not short for no. the amount of stuff that happens but uh, so much of it is just fucking like, I think that's what the misconception is on them. It's like, there is just so much sex. And every sex scene is detailed. So, like... It's, yeah, it's very detailed. It, yeah. It's one of those things, like, I'm listening to Justice's book, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do another one of this back-to-back. Maybe I need to take a break before I go Yeah, to okay, because we've even... We skipped over Rap, which was, yeah. like, an interesting one. I liked him, but yeah. Wait, which... Was that the one where he joined... The New Species Task Force. Yeah, and they find yes. the girl. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. And he, she gets put in the cage with him. No, that's Braun in the cage. This is the one where he finds her because a deal went and wrong. And she has to stay there with him. Yeah, for a couple and they years. end up in the yeah, same yeah. room. Okay. God, it's been yeah. so long. So I was, but I, even like when I think of them, I think about how they were um, eating Chinese. He was, she was eating Chinese. He wanted her to eat, so he's feeding her Chinese food while he was fucking her. <laughs> It's, that's it's like an so ultimate. ridiculous. It's but that's so I'm ridiculous. looking at the series now, and I God, I hate to say this, but yeah, Shadow is book nine, and that's kind of where I fell off. I haven't mm-hmm. loved a book since, and I hate to say that, mm-hmm. since Shadow, well, which is book they're nine. They're all very similar. They're all. I mean, I've read all of them, and like you said, like after that, it just kind of. I think like, the here it stopped being so hard made-ish. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And that's yeah. where it kind of tumbled off for me. Well, and you don't, like, I I feel like, you know, when we talked about it before, I feel like you miss the bigger, yeah. like, characters from the beginning. Like, yeah. you miss that initial pull. It's almost like, you know how Ruby Dixon sort of skipped that because she opened up that new world? Like, mm-hmm. oh, look, there's a planet we had to go back home to. So, I feel like maybe that's what needs to happen. Like, they would find, in new species, they would find, like, a new testing facility and stuff, but they would still bring everybody to the same location. It's almost like, no, 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 you need to go to another state and create a whole new place there. Yeah, because, like we've said before, you need the dark guy, like, um, yeah. V. You need the one that's crazy. Uh-huh. You need the leader. You need mm-hmm. these key people. The funny one. Want, yeah, yeah, to come uh-huh. back. Tiger yeah. was the funny one. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Let's have a whole podcast about new species. I great. think we just it's did. <laughs> <laughs> Again. I know, I know. Well, <clears throat> excuse me, let's talk about Charlena a little bit then before we um, play her book. How about that? <laughs> so, I'll read you her book bio, or her author bio. Um, I pulled this from Amazon. 
But it says, Trelina is a USA Today best-selling author who loves cupcakes and bourbon. When she isn't writing steamy love stories, she can be found devouring Netflix with her husband, Anthony, and their three kiddos. Poochie's journey into writing started impulsively. She wanted to check off a box on her bucket list, but what began as a wish fulfillment has become incredibly fulfilling. Now she can't see her life without her characters, her readers, and this community. She's known for being a trope defier, writing outside of the box, and creating fictional worlds with, with fictional worlds her readers never want to leave. Which I can attest to. The books I've read of hers are incredible. So this week, um, she is set to come out with the second book in the St. Simeon Prep series. It's a duet. The first one is called Just Like Heaven, and it's a heaven or hell duet. The second book is called Sinning Like Hell, and that is the one that comes out this Thursday. But I read the first book, Just Like Heaven. It fucking ripped me apart. I know. She voice messaged me. Beginning like to 50 end. Times. Yeah, yeah, I'm telling you, the whole story is going. I'm telling you, the whole thing. Because she even told me how this whole series ends. And as she's telling me, I'm crying. I'm on the fucking phone and I'm crying as she's telling me. And I'm like, what is wrong with me? But for some reason, this was like, this series is so good. It's like a modern day Romeo and Juliet. But it's like high drama. It's definitely like the Leonardo DiCaprio, Claire Dane sort of version mm-hmm. where it's like, it's sexy, it's fresh, it's young, it's obsession, it's like mafia and drama and every single thing that you can think is enthroned at this book. And it's so fucking good. And there's like this beautiful push and pull between them and they want to be together, but their family's ripping them apart and all these terrible things happen. And so it's just like this huge pinnacle moment and it's building to the second book that releases this week. And I can't wait to read it. So if you want to start with something, I definitely suggest that. But you're going to get um, the book you're going to listen to today is called Ooh La La. And um, so the, because it's two different things. So the first one is called Ooh La La and the second one is called The Crew Party. And I'll read you the intro to those. She put a little thing before and it may play on this. I don't know if the narrator added it, but it says, Dear reader, I couldn't choose one story for you, so I've given you two short stories as a taste test from my boys of Hillcrest. The Hillcrest prep series is a whole lot of gossip girl vibe. Think over-the-top scandal and rich kids with too much time on their hands. So basically, a bunch of bad ideas wrapped in Dior. (laughs) I hope you fall in love because each of these characters means the world to me, and I'm so glad to introduce you to them. XOXO, Chalina. So... On Ooh La La, it says, meet Gray McAllister and Donovan Kennedy, New York's it couple. He's broody alpha as fuck and the gods of Hill and the god of Hillcrest. Don't forget billionaire. She's a wild child, a free spirit, and the only girl he's ever had eyes for. This deliciously, this delicious short story is their happily ever after, but you can officially meet them again in Filthy Little Pretties. So if you listen to Ooh La La Paris and you like this couple, this is sort of like their HEA. It's kind of like a future epilogue of them together and in love, which you know you're going to get when you read her book. So this isn't really a spoiler. <laughs> so, no. um, and to be romance, wanna, it has to be. Of course. Yeah. So if you want to read about this couple, you can read the in Filthy Little Pretties. And the second one you're going to hear today is called The Crew Party. And it says, have you ever had a dream so real that even when you wake up, it lingers, making you question everything? This dirty little short story is exactly that kind of dream. But the best part is, is that is that it's just what Liam Brooks needs because Caroline Whitmore is the one that got away. But this Hillcrest charmer never makes the same mistake twice. You can find out how these enemies become lovers and vicious little snakes. So right. um, this week, Trelina is doing a $50 giveaway um, if you just sign up for the newsletter. So we're going to add that on. And um, and if you read Just Like Heaven that I was talking about earlier, the Romeo and Juliet book, she has an excerpt of Just Like Heaven on her website at com. And on her website, she has signed paperbacks and merch as well. So be sure and check that out. So, All right. Let's send them in. Let's do it. We'll see you guys on the other side. This is Ooh La La Paris and the Crew Party, the Hillcrest Prep Series, by Triliana Pucci, read by Tom Hare. Gray. Friday. Gray. 
Donovan whines, unconvincingly, as my finger trails down her spine. The sheet is barely covering her ass from where she's lying on her stomach. I like her this way, under me, next to me, with me. We've been naked in this bed for days. Not that either of us is complaining, but I promised her an authentic French experience, and so far all we've done is fuck and eat in bed. Although that's pretty fucking French. Quit it, McAllister, you'll kill me. My palm slides over her ass, down between the apex of her thighs, so that my finger reaches her entrance, but I don't push, letting my finger linger and make slow circles. Donovan's voice is husky, fingers pressing into the sheet, grabbing fistfuls as I tease her. You're a bastard. My lips meet her shoulder blade. I am. But I want to fuck you, and I always get what I want. Her head shifts so she can look at me. You already did this afternoon. I'm hungry. I nip at her skin, making her jump. Me too. My nose runs up her neck as my tongue follows. I want more. No, she moans. I smile as her hips begin making minute rocking motions trying to get closer to my finger. No? I press the tip of my finger inside, hearing her breath hitch. Are you sure, Cherry? Her hips push into the bed, grinding her clit against the mattress. I push another fingertip in. Want me to stop? She doesn't answer as she spreads her legs, giving me more room to finger her. I thrust inside her warm walls, my mouth next to her ear. Speak to me, Cherry. I want to hear your filthy mouth. She's panting as I glide in and out of her, my fingers coated in her arousal. God damn, she's wet. My thumb rubs against her ass over the most sensitive area, and she whimpers. Tell me what you want, because your messages feel mixed. Her hand grips my other arm, hard. Fuck me now. Make me come so hard that I can't walk, Gray. I pull out a finger, bringing it to my lip, licking her juices off. Done, baby. Then I'll take you out into saint senery le geret and feed you more than my dick. Wrapping an arm around her waist, her giggles turn into a squeal as I jerk her onto all fours. My dick is rock hard, ready for her. I'm always ready for this girl. Donovan looks over her shoulder as my hand weaves through her long, honeyed hair, gripping it hard before I thrust inside of her, making her ass shake. Fuck and yes are moaned simultaneously between us as I stay still inside her. It's like being welcomed home. Her eyes are on me as I open mine, drinking me in. My stomach muscles flex as I exhale and slowly begin to fuck her from behind. Her mouth is open, mules drifting out as the sound of skin slapping creates a chorus of sin. We're lost in this moment of raw lust, but it's always like this when I touch her. I don't know where I begin and she ends. I don't think it matters, though because she's mine, forever and always. Donovan pushes up her legs so that she's sitting in my lap, her back to my front. I wrap my arm around her waist, still holding her hair with the other as we rock back and forward. My lips take her neck, sucking and biting, wanting to leave a mark on her. I'd mark her whole fucking body if she'd let me. Mine, mine, mine. Her head lies back against my shoulder and my hand leaves her hair to cup her teardrop breast. Our breaths mix as the smell of sex wafts through the stone walls. I love you, Gray, she whispers, so much that it makes me want to cry sometimes. She feels like she's shaking, 
so I hold her closer, sealing our bodies. Cry, baby, but only for me. I want all of you. We move with wanton disregard, feeling the pull, the need for release. It's so strong that it almost feels like we're on fire. Donovan turns her cheek into my lips, tears falling and breathless, wrapping her arm behind my head. My lips devour her tears, coating her with kisses as we fuck faster and faster. Do you feel what I feel, Gray? I nod as I press my lips over her cheek, demanding her mouth. I do feel what she feels. We're fated, and that shit's overwhelming. Our tongues dance, desperate to be closer to each other, to crawl inside and die in the other. Her hand dips to her front, rubbing her clit as I thrust inside of her. Rub yourself, baby. Come on my dick. Come with me. Gray, I'm close. My hips press up inside of her, harder, feeling encased by tight warmth. She's a piece I've never known until her. She's gasping, sucking in the air, gripping my hair. I'm coming. I love you, Cherry. I breathe into her shoulder, holding her in place so I can fuck her hard. My Cherry. Donovan's body tenses, all her breath held, as the most beautiful moan erupts from her lips. Her pussy tightens so hard around my dick that it feels like a heavenly vice, so tight that I can't hold off any longer. Fuck, baby, I growl, jutting harder inside of her a few more times before feeling the violent explosion. Yes... Warm cum fills her as a long exhaled, amazing, falls from my mouth and onto her jaw. We're an entangled mess, holding on to one another, never wanting to let go as our bodies begin to calm down. Donovan slowly lifts her head, running her hands over my arms. I feel like I should say thank you. My smile blooms against her skin as I pepper kisses over her smooth, freckled shoulder. I should be the one to say thank you. Your pussy is heaven-sent, Cherry. There's that giggle again. <laughs> I fucking love that sound. Feed me, Gray, or lose me forever. Did you just quote Top Gun? I grab her waist and chuck her onto her back, watching her tits bounce. Cum glistens on the inside of her thigh, and if I weren't so spent, I'd be hard again. But I don't need to be hard for what I want to do next. Her eyebrows raise as she scoots back on the massive king bed. What are you doing? I don't like that look. My hands hit the mattress as I crawl toward her. Don't you dare... I crawl closer as she moves backward, laughing, making her long, shaggy bangs wisp back and forth. Gray, she whines, but tries to add no in a more serious tone before holding out her hand to stop me. I want food. I grin. So do I. You promised, she counters, smacking the bed. My pussy doesn't count but her words barely make it out between the laughter. Tell me no, Cherry. Her beautiful blues blink in the sudden quiet. I'll never say no to you. I stare into her eyes, wondering if that's really true. Something about the moment makes me feel hollow inside, as if I can't catch my breath. Before I give in to the feelings trying to birth, my eyes half blink, and I dive in, making her moan twice more. Le chèque, s'il vous plaît, I say, motioning for the waiter. We've been seated outside on the heated patio of Auberge des Peintres, stuffing ourselves stupid for hours. It's basically the only restaurant in this little French village but I think that's what my mother loved about it when she bought this place. It's sat empty since her death, 
I couldn't bring myself to come here. Everything about it felt sad. Not with Donovan, though. It's never felt more right. I grin, watching her drink her champagne as she looks up at the rose-colored street lamps. The waiter, dressed in black pants and a crisp white shirt, pulls the check from his gleaming white apron, handing it to me. No, I don't want to leave yet. Donovan grins, realizing what I asked. I secretly love that she doesn't speak French. Makes surprising her so much easier. I love this place. Donovan inhales up to the stars. Your mom did well. It's so cozy and picturesque. I love you. She smiles, bringing her eyes back to me as she plays with the folded turtleneck collar of her white sweater. How lucky are we, Gray? Just two 18-year-old assholes living it up at your family's French estate for spring break. Sometimes my life surprises even me. I laugh, wiping the side of my mouth with my napkin. We can come back every year, every summer. Whenever the fuck you want so long as you smile like this every day. You look like an angel. She smiles brighter, standing, showing off her perfect ass in those goddamn leather pants. I hate it when she bought them, but I'm starting to come around. Donovan holds out her hand. I need a penny, Richie Rich. Without breaking eye contact, I reach into my pocket and pull out a hundred-dollar bill placing it in her hand. That's a hundred-dollar bill, she grins, rolling her eyes. Same difference? Her throaty laugh shoots through the empty space as I reach into my dinner jacket. Pulling my Nat Sherman's out, I tug a cigarette from the pack, tapping it on the table. Donovan holds up a hand, stopping a passing waiter in his tracks. Excuse me, do you have a coin? Her head shoots to me. Ask him in French, please. Before I can, the waiter gives her a small bow, saying in a thick accent, No need. For the most beautiful woman here, of course, I have a coin. I have whatever you need. Soyez prudent, ou je la laisserai vous jeter dans la fontaine, puis je vous tiendrai dessous. Be careful, or I'll let her throw you into the fountain, and then I'll hold you under. He laughs. I laugh. Donovan narrows her eyes at me, but I wink and raise my brows as he holds out a euro coin for her. The end of my cigarette burns bright as I suck back the smoke. Thank you, she says sweetly to the waiter, who produces two more coins from his other pocket, but she shakes her head. No, save them for someone else. I only need one wish. She leans in, kissing his cheek and putting the hundred in his shirt pocket, much to my amusement. My God, an angel. We're mesmerized, a couple of enchanted fucking idiots, me and the waiter, as we both stare at her. Donovan bites her lip, locking eyes with me. Be right back. I watch her maneuver around the small tables, out to the fountain across from where we're seated. She stands quietly, her face lit by string lights reflected off the water, and brings the shiny coin to her lips. Closing her eyes, she gives it a kiss before tossing it into the water. A sharp inhale precedes my eyes blinking from the moment. Fuck. I don't know what just happened, but it felt like a rush. Pure adrenaline. I feel like I could do anything right now, all because I love this girl, more than anything and anyone. I love her, the kind of love that inspires Shakespearean tragedies. My eyes dropped to the table, only just noticing the waiters walked away. I'm fixed on the grooves of the wood as I tap my fingers against the table, letting my thoughts settle. We're eighteen years old, still in high school. There's no chance in hell. I'm fucking nuts. 
Donovan saunters back to the table, looking like a goddamn angel with a halo of blonde hair and ocean blue eyes. But I can't speak. I'm just staring at her because it feels like I'm seeing her for the first time. I can't explain it, but I want to grab her, kiss the fuck out of her, and carry her all the way home to put babies in her stomach. Gray? She questions, pulling her chair back. What's wrong? My eyes meet hers. Marry me. Her gorgeous stare grows wide. What did you just say? You're going to make me ask again? I stub my cigarette out and smirk at her. A stuttered laugh of disbelief drifts from her throat. Stop playing around. That's not funny. I lean in, taking her hand and bring her fingertips to my lips. I would never joke about such a thing as making you my wife. My lips linger over each pad as she speaks. You're serious. You're asking me to marry you. I stop at a ring finger and kiss it again. I am. She smiles ear to ear, pulling her bottom lip under her teeth, but shakes her head. No, you're crazy. I keep her hand in mine and relax back into my seat. I thought you could never say that to me. Her eyes are coy as she brings a finger to her plump lips. The middle one brushes her lip before she looks away. Standing again, she makes me stretch my arm up because we're still joined. I give a tug, trying to bring her focus back to me. Cherry. She looks back over her shoulder as she grabs her jacket in one hand. Ask me tomorrow. Saturday. This is my favorite room in the house. This is a bathtub outside in the garden. I shrug behind her, uncaring. Donovan is nestled in between my thighs, back lying against my chest. Bubbles drip over the black clawfoot tub onto the soft grass as stars twinkle in the sky. It's fucking perfect. A fire rages in a stone pit a few feet away, keeping us warm enough on the chilly spring night. Her pink toenails peek out as her big toe plugs the gold faucet. Can we come back this summer? Anything you want, Cherry, I promise, kissing the top of her head. She doesn't answer, just sighs with contentment as I pour water over her breasts. Our limbs glide over one another, and my hand dips further into the water, stopping to brush the tuft of hair covering my destination. My fingers move deftly, parting her lips. Are you sore at all? I ask as I kiss her earlobe. Mm, I am, she breathes. The last time I remember feeling like this was when I lost my virginity. I smile, rubbing her swollen clit. Remind me to have that guy killed. She rolls over in the tub, surprising me and making the water slosh as she straddles my lap. Her tits are in my face, so I lean in to take a bright little bud between my lips. How is my virginity more precious than yours? She moans. What about the girl that got yours? Donovan's nails press into my shoulders as she rubs herself against me. Her nipples are so fucking sensitive. I bet I could make her come like this. What about her? I mumble on a mission. Her wet hands run through my hair as her head drops back. How old were you? Thirteen? Her body whips up, hands on my cheeks to pull my face to hers. Jesus, do I know her? No, it was here in Paris. She was the housekeeper's sister. A scowl grows over her jealous face, making me smile, and I wrap my arms around her tighter, sitting taller and pressing her breasts against my chest. My palms splay against her slender back as my lips brush hers. Jealous. Barry. I kiss her chin, loving this monster inside of her. 
want to erase her. Donovan's eyes lock to mine as a grin peeks out. Mm-hmm. Her hand dips down as she lifts up, taking my cock between her fingers and tugging up, circling her hand before she slides downward. I groan, biting at her jaw. Go on, then. My arms outstretch over the sides of the tub as I lie back. She raises to her knees, positioning herself over my cock, but I nab her waist and garner her attention. After you, nobody else mattered. My words are my truth. Nobody else ever mattered. Her eyes gleam with satisfaction, but she still scrunches her nose. Yes, but she came before me. I shake my head, lowering her body over my length, sucking in air as the sensation takes hold. Holding her in place, I grab her chin and bring her eyes to mine. Nobody ever came before you. You were, are, and always will be the first and only girl I've ever loved. I fucked her but I've only ever loved you. Donovan is it for me. She knows it, and I know it. Her eyes stay locked to mine as she rides me slowly, making the water stir and slosh. A shiver rocks my body, not because I'm cold, but because I'm consumed by Donovan and what I feel for her. Her arms wrap around my neck, cheek pressed to my face, as we fuck in a goddamn bathtub in the garden. Marry me, I whisper into her lips as we kiss. She pulls away, licking some water that splashed up. I swear to God, for the briefest of moments, I think she's going to say yes, but she shakes her head, smiling bright, and looks up at the stars. Ask me again tomorrow, Gray. Welcome back. Hi. Thanks, lady listeners, for joining us today. We're going to, I guess that's it. Like, yeah. just follow us along on Instagram <laughs> and see all our stuff. Join us in the Facebook group, Read Me, Read Me Romance Headquarters. And we'll be back on Thursday with the second installment of Ulala. See you and tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make sure you're a bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance, read, read me romance, read me romance, read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine, or you could sit back, relax, and unwind, and read me romance, read, read me 